It's the year 20 squared. An unknown virus threatens our very way of life. As it spreads across the globe, it leaves turmoil and economic destruction in its wake. The world governments begin closing borders and quarantining its citizens. Anyone without a job that is deemed essential must stay at home to prevent further spread of the virus. But for some people, the signal never stops. And there are still video games to be played. Lit Gaming Arena presents Terminal News. and welcome to Terminal News of the Lit Gaming Arena Podcast. We're here to bring you the top gaming news of the week. And there's uh, we got some stuff to cover this week, so uh, we hope you uh, will enjoy this episode. Uh, first off, I want to mention that we do say some gamer words, not the worst ones, but there is some adult language in this podcast just something to be aware of but uh yeah so we got some good news here i'm joined uh, as always my co-host marcus what up and uh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna get right into some news here so this week we have we got some good shit not much in the way of coronavirus seems to be a little bit of an uptick since things are uh, opening back up and people are going back out into public and re- getting infected, but uh, I don't know, nothing major to report. I, AMC Theater is going to be opening up pretty soon. Um, in a month, actually. It's still such a long ways away. July 15th is when the AMC is going to start rolling out theaters to be open at like 30% capacity. Damn. Yeah. I just got that email today. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that since we're in Montana and we don't, I mean, theaters can be open here, that we will be in that first wave of theaters opening. I can only hope because fucking like Tenet is coming out at the end of the end of July. And I, I'm going to be pissed if I don't get to see that in IMAX. I will be pissed. But uh, yeah, that's, but that's all I have for that. For that. But uh, one thing I, I wanted to, Bring up here and uh looks like some of it there's still some stuff happening um in the wake of uh george floyd in the black lives matter movement uh, wizards of the coast is banning seven race racist magic the gathering cards i don't know if you saw this at all no i didn't see none of that but yeah they're removing uh certain cards uh from competitive play and the official card index so that's a pretty big deal i mean for them to permanently remove um games or cards from the game entirely um but the the i mean man some of these some of these cards are obvious i'll just read off the names here uh invoke prejudice cleanse stone throwing devils 
uh, Pradesh Gypsies, Jihad, Imprison, and Crusade. Yeah, I could see why on a lot of those just based on the names. Yeah. yeah. I, I could, The only one I don't, I guess I don't quite understand is Crusade because, I mean, Crusades, Crusades are a thing that happened. I mean, and looking at the world of Magic the Gathering, it seems like a universe where Crusades would happen. Um, but... I don't know, even in prison, I don't quite understand, but like all the, the other ones definitely like <laughs> invoke prejudice. Like that's pretty obvious. Uh, but they, they, with that, along that release, they released a statement saying we've removed these, uh, this card image from our database due to its racist depiction text or combination thereof racism in any form is unacceptable and has no place in our games nor anywhere else. And that's about all they have to say about that. Oh jeez, that's that is unfortunate. Uh, the invo the, the invoke prejudice one goes even like ew, it's even worse. Um, it features art that is extremely similar to depictions of the KKK, and the its ID number in the gatherer database is fourteen eighty eight. Damn, <laughs> like that's yeah yeah definitely go ahead and remove that one. Um. And did you see the thing about the Riot Games executive saying that George Floyd was murdered because of his criminal lifestyle? No, Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. He said that like on face on his first personal Facebook account is an image. I've seen this image floating around. It's basically just a bunch of images of prior uh, crimes George Floyd has, had committed uh, and people are sharing it around because, you know, whenever something like this happens no matter how big or small there's always the people that have to discredit um the person who was murdered it it just just seems insane to me but they have to go around well well look he was kind of a bad person it doesn't mean he needed to be killed i mean he yeah he had a criminal record i mean not everybody who has a criminal record should be killed um but he resigned following his uh, comments. Um, man, I think he'd be need more than needs to be more than resigned <laughs> at that point. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's like the stuff he was he shared is like the equivalent of like just what a lot of trolls have been sharing across Facebook that I've seen. A lot of like right wing groups that are, oh look, he was, he was a bad guy. Look at all these things he did. It's just insane. Um, the, uh, and then there's a thing about the, uh, Game Manufacturers Association. They, like, refuse to say anything about Black Lives Matter. And a bunch of, uh, companies started pulling out of the, um, event they were putting on, Origins Online. And so now they've finally released a statement, um that they are canceling origins online and offered to match dollar for dollar, any exhibitor, sponsor, advertiser, or vendor who donates the amounts they are owed for origins online to a number of listed organizations. So some kind of like, Oh shit, maybe we should do something. Maybe we should say something, but also like now it's kind of too late. So maybe we need to go more. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of companies that are, really in damage control mode right now, I think, um, trying to protect their image in some way. And in some cases I can see it in some cases, I, it almost seems like they are, it's, it feels disingenuous in some ways. 
some of the companies, not all of them. Um, I don't know, like that Aunt Jemima one is a pretty obvious one. And then there's the cream of wheat. I don't know if you saw that one, but there was some. I haven't seen oh, any of this. There's some bad. There's some man. You've been living in a hole, Marcus. <laughs> there's a lot of game stuff that happened this week. I know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of game stuff. There's too much. Too much stuff happening. I can't keep track of it all. The only reason I know about a lot of this other stuff is because I, <laughs> I listen to the radio. But you're like, yeah, there was like, there was an image of cream of wheat, and it was like the cream of wheat dude, and they had like a quote. And it was like clearly like written in like a super like racist like dialect. And so yeah, they're kind of being forced to uh do something about that. Um yeah, crazy stuff's happened. Um but that's I think that's what I had on that specific topic. Just some kind of the spillover from last week. Stuff there's still protests happening. Um there's still police brutality happening um just today i saw that the seattle police uh union was like booted out of a like the big seattle labor group there i'm not really sure what that entitled entails but yeah they got the boot from something for being like racists so yeah but moving on to some game stuff because we are a game podcast and we have some game stuff to talk about. A lot of game stuff, actually. Um, first, we got Pokemon Snap. That's the, what you want to lead with? That's what we're leading with because we have bigger stuff. Okay. This is short, sweet Pokemon Snap. If you want Pokemon Snap, hey, you're going to get Pokemon Snap. You're going to pay $60 for a five-hour game. I mean, probably. It's... <laughs> Who knows what this is priced at, but my guess is it's going to be a full 60 because you look at Link's Awakening and you would think that would have been a $40 game and it was a full, a full 60, 60 bucks. So, yep. And the Pokemon IP holds just as much like Panache as the Zelda IP. So that's just my yep. guess. And pe- the thing is, is people have been demanding this for so long and I'm like, people are yeah. going to buy it at 60. So yeah. why not people price are- it at 60? <laughs> People have been so thirsty for a Pokemon Snap game since the Nintendo 64, right? And that says something. I just am curious, though, if, like, my question, as I always pose, because I didn't think this would ever happen. I thought they would just roll Pokemon Snap into the Pokemon franchise at some point. Like, yeah. Because in Sun and Moon, there was a f- photography minigame. Yeah. But, th- yeah, it was kind of like Pokemon Snap Lite, but... Never, I thought they would eventually <laughs> like add to a safari and it would just be like Pokemon Snap. But I mean, it goes to show me, but uh, Bandai Namco, Bamco is developing this, which is, I mean, Nintendo and them have good, a good partnership. Like Bamco has they helped out on many juju. IPs. Yeah. So I don't know. I it, It's something that doesn't interest me, but most of my experience with playing Pokemon Snap had been, uh, at a blockbuster on a kiosk oh really oh see i own pokemon snap and i i'm pretty sure i uncovered every single secret in that game i mean i've seen all of that game i one of my girlfriends played through it like it felt like every single night for a while uh back on the wii because you could just buy it on the wii but yeah it's just not my it's not my thing and once again i apply this to not only um 
Pokemon Snap, but it even becomes a greater question when it comes to games like Star Fox or just rail shooters in general. What is a $60 pitch at this point in time when it comes to a rail (laughs) shooter? Yeah. Like, because I'm like, you can't just make that like, cool, the graphics are better, but how long is a rail shooter at $60? How much story is crammed in there? Like, I don't know. I just don't know what the $60 pitch or $60 like thing of that is and of course that's just more or less asking like of course pokemon snap will likely be 60 dollars, but is it actually 60 dollars worth of value probably not (laughs) yeah i mean it's the same way with link's awakening though like link's awakening i thoroughly enjoyed that game it's about like 30 35 hours of enjoyment and it is i mean it's a zelda game like an old school classic zelda game is it worth 60 dollars even to me no yeah so we'll see. People are hype as fuck for this. And oh, yeah, there was alongside this. There were two other Pokemon games announced um, that are one is uh, what Pokemon Smile. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is, uh... get your kids to brush the teeth with what Pokemon <laughs> on their head. I don't quite understand what Pokemon Smile is entirely. <laughs> it's just their uh, a continuation of their suite of making people healthy with i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean because they Go. also we didn't talk about didn't this last the time one there, there's a jump rope game that came out oh that's right but does it don't there isn't there's a pokemon sleep game too yeah which yeah, functions so like uh sleep club if anybody knows what that is on the playstation on the vita so it's, it's like that so so like they have the sleep now they have the pokemon smile <laughs> And then, yeah, the other game announced, which is coming out soon. uh, I mean, I assume all this is actually going to be fairly soon. I mean, we're I would assume we're going to get more Pokemon Snap information real soon. uh, Since what they said, they're the 23rd that we're getting more Pokemon information. Yeah. So that's five days from now, which I would have to assume is both going to be the secondary DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield and because the DLC for the the first DLC for that just launched. Um, so they need to flesh out what the second DLC is fully. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's probably going to be that and like a little bit more on Pokemon Snap and possibly a Pokemon Snap release date for all we fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, yeah. When it comes to games like that, though, I, I like, I don't know. And then Pokemon Cafe is launching like in a couple days. And I don't know. That looks like a. A match three game of some kind, kind of like I don't know how it's any different from Pokemon Troze or Pokemon Shuffle, to be honest. But <laughs> it's just another one. There's yeah, it looks like another one of those. Um, yeah. Which well, is a like a I, I'm not a Pokemon super fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean I have played quite a bit of Pokemon and Pokemon games, but it's not exactly my thing so that's why i'm kind of able to uh, like like i said i didn't really play a lot of pokemon snap as a kid so the nostalgia hits not there for me the same way it is for everybody else and e- even when i played as a kid i was kind of like eh. <laughs> you're just not a photography guy eh, not for that it's just i don't know i i like you see the thing once and then what's the point yeah that's true um well, did you, uh, were you expecting, were you expecting a, a, a Kingdom Hearts game announcement? 
I was not. How <laughs> about two was. Kingdom Hearts game announcements? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, because uh, what is that one called? There's the we music one. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Yeah, that's the music one. It's, you know, an on Rails one. It looks like a follow-up more so to theater, theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm in a way, but with Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts music, you know, the whole Kingdom Hearts rigmarole. Um, I'm sure there'll be important story bits in there because yeah, why wouldn't there be? Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't know that it seems like a good idea, honestly. And I don't, I don't know if this is, if this comes out at like 40 bucks. Sure. Yeah. And then there are kingdom hearts, dark road, which Kotaku actually cited Nibel on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's got all the news, but he's yeah, deep, just don't he's deep fucking... in the gaming industry in the tendrils while the breaking news, which that one's going to be all the story. That's where all the story is going to really be. Yeah. Uh. What? So. Th- what do we know about Dark Road? I don't know that it looks like shit. I don't. <laughs> Traveling stage to stage in a gummy ship. Right. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Oh, no, that was the rhythm game. So I'm trying. Where's the Dark Road information? It looks like more trash to me, but I'm sure it'll be very crucial to the Kingdom Hearts timeline. Oh yeah. Well, like we discovered. The all the all these side games are more crucial to the storyline than the mainline games are. Most definitely. <laughs> but I don't um, know. I, I've like so like Kingdom Hearts three for me was like their last chance to do right by that series, and they didn't do they, it. So they did not. Yeah, they they did not deliver. After how many two whole two two console generations later, after announcing Kingdom Hearts three comes out. And to nothing. And it took them a whole year to put DLC out. <laughs> like, fuck. I don't know. My my faith in that studio was very low. Um, other than the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff. It, it's squ- square, you know. I, I don't fucking know. They're so hit and yeah. miss. Like, when they miss, it's fucking bad. But yeah, when, when they, they miss, hit, it is amazing. When they miss, it's like they threw the bat at the pitcher. <laughs> and uh, when they hit, it's it's out of the world. Um, all right, we should move on to the next article here. Um, so last week we talked about Spider-Man, Miles Morales. And you had mentioned how you Unlike thought Unlike Sony, more, we got it right the first time. Yeah, right? It's more <laughs> of like, a, it's, not, it's not like a numbered sequel but it's not DLC. It's like a 1.5. They specifically type of game. cited Lost Legacy the same way I did. Yeah, and of course there was a Sony V of Sony executive in an inter- interview saying that it was DLC for the Spider-Man game. Yeah, it, they were like, and it's DLC, and that the full like the original Spider-Man is coming to the PS5, and this is just a, on top of it. And yeah. then yeah, it was like there was so much mixed messaging going around yeah. the day after, and then after. After that, Insomniac said, no, it's a standalone game, um, but there hasn't really been much on it since then. But yeah, <laughs> that got really confusing real fast. Um, I would still, I still kind of wish it was like a full on sequel because like, what what do they do for a sequel? Like we're, I don't know. I guess we'll find out after. Well, I mean, this, we know but. where they're going with a the sequel. They teased Venom in there. So yeah. I, I presume this will touch on some of the Venom stuff, but not it's going to be, you know, like probably playing in the extreme background of it. Yeah. 
I assume just they're basically implying that they, they wanted time to pass, but they didn't have a great way to segue that without just being like yada, yada, yada. So this game makes sense. I don't know. People, a lot of people seem to think Lost Legacy is one of the best, if not the best, Uncharted. So, yeah. And I can't speak to that because I never played any of the Uncharted series. So. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I've not played any Uncharted. But, um, and, but and yeah, I mean, the- having time to flesh out a whole new game in that same engine with all that same shit, it yeah. does give them time to critically think about the story and deliver maybe even a better story. Yeah, I think, and we've hit like critical mass on like game engines and settings where like a lot of the settings for these games are so high quality that like it almost feels like a waste for them to not develop more properties within the same environment yeah i mean i agree i i know some people would see it as quote-unquote lazy but i mean if it gives us good content then i'm not going to complain i mean look at the new uh zelda yeah i mean we'll see uh i mean that's going to be in the same engine so i mean they'll have they don't have to spend nearly as much time developing the engine aspect of the game. So, oh, that's interesting. I guess uh, a uh, Sony spokesperson had reiterated the, the the statement from Insomniac saying that they'll review more about the standalone game at a future rate, but they declined to explain further. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a standalone game. That's basically what we the the end of it is now. Or for now, until we hear more information directly from Insomniac later on. And I feel like, so I feel like EA is really trying to get in my good graces right now. I mean, we have, we have the um, Command and Conquer remaster, which is just like a choice, like rare instance of EA just doing something phenomenal. And now we're getting Star Wars Squadrons. Just and just what I was saying, I wanted a new Star Wars space combat game. Yeah, this uh looks pretty good and it's actually budgeted a budget price, it is forty dollars. Yeah, so that's gonna be coming out on October 2nd. It's gonna be on Xbox, PlayStation 4, and PC. Uh it will support crossplay even. Um, and it will support VR. I think and it also her I think I heard on the giant bomb it's gonna support have full support for the uh like the joysticks and stuff. I forget what those are called. There's a specific name for the joysticks that everybody uses for like flight space flight games these days. But it's uh it's gonna include support for that. So it's like EA's doing all these things. It feels really out of character for them to be this way right now, but I mean I feel like they're crawling their way back into my my good favor. Which I don't like. I don't want. <laughs> I don't, Nobody wants it. No, I yeah. It's like a cat that shit in your garden, and you're like, well, he's still kind of a cute cat. Yeah. So I mean, you know me. I like space stuff. I always, I always bring up the Rogue Squadron from the GameCube, which was my favorite like GameCube game because I didn't have a GameCube, so that was one of the few games I played on a GameCube. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. Uh, there's some real, I mean, the trailer was all CGI, but man, it had some good shots in there. Made me excited. Made me excited to play some X-Wing fighting. Let's see. What else do we got here? What else do we got? Let's see. There's, uh, the PC gaming show. Is there anything, uh, exciting announced there? There was a ton of stuff announced there. 
A lot of it was just good stuff getting re-upped. Persona 4 Golden out on Steam. Yeah, that was for 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, The creator of DayZ revealed his new game, Icarus. So is it so will that be the next would that would that be the the next the next new thing then that everyone's gonna copy? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Because everyone copied Daisy, right? <laughs> and then and then PUBG came from it and yeah. Um so the studio name is Rocketworks. First person for survival game with building elements and aliens. It'll support online co-op and will be free to play. Interesting. I might be into it. I might be into it. Seems like it might have something to do with uh, building rockets, which, you know, once again, <laughs> me and spaceships. Uh, and some gameplay footage of Evil Genius 2. I never played the first one, but I've always heard it's really good. I've never even heard of it. That's new to me. Uh, Remnant of Remnant from the Ashes is wrapping up with a big DLC. Yeah, you know, I'm real excited for that. It looked cool. <laughs> it had like rat people and walrus people. <laughs> and then the humble bun hump hum, publisher humble games showed off some stuff proteus fey tactics project that wingman fey tactics looks amazing it was easily the best in the bunch it oh, you really? know as the name implies with the tactics on it that it yeah. looked a lot like final fantasy tactics but in the best possible way nice uh and then carto yeah, it seems like Fate Tactics is going to be the best one out of that bunch. Um, but oh, level editor and sharing tools for Proteus. That people like making levels. <laughs> um, Total War Saga Troy got announced. Yeah, it got shown more. Um, I don't know. I, I've I've heard this game sits a little weird because it is uh like kind of dialing it back and being more of a traditional total war game okay. uh, versus the last game, which was more mystical, magical, uh, you know, I mean, it, it made the hero units were just like basically gods on the battlefield. So, huh? Where this has like a minotaur the... unit is just like a guy. <laughs> um, apparently it's going to be free, free for the first 24 hours on the Epic game store. That's what I hear. That's that's weird. So, I mean, and it's going to be a brand new game, but I'm going to more reason to use Epic, I guess. I mean, I'm yeah. not like, as I've said before, I'm not like fully like, oh, man, go Epic. But hey, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hard to turn down free games. Um, Mafia Definitive Edition. We talked about that already. There was a big old. Yeah, thing about they that. just showed more of it. Yeah. Um, Twin Mirror. They showed more on that. Yeah, this just did. It, it didn't. The video didn't show much of it. Like it was like, OK, I have zero clue what the fuck this is, but it is made by Don't Nod who made. Uh, yeah, oh, what's that game? Yeah, Life is Strange. Um, Yeah, you know, it's going to be exclusive to the Epic Game Store for a year. It's a long time. Um, and holy shit, that's a long list of trailers that they also showed. <laughs> Yeah, it was longer than the PlayStation Showcase. Uh, just to highlight a couple, Velheim looked really cool, and Dorfheim. Yeah, back-to-back Heims. Yeah. Uh, which Dorfheim is more... Dangerous? What? 
What'd they show about Elite Dangerous? That game's already out. Oh, fuck. I don't... <laughs> that game's been it, out since 2015. <laughs> it was something big that they're doing with Elite Dangerous. I can't remember what it was, though. Huh. There was so much shit going on. I mean, look at look yeah. at this big list of fucking games. I mean, it takes up my whole screen right now. Like, but, it's bigger yeah, there than was... I have to scroll to see the whole list. <laughs> but Dorfheim is a RTS that's more classical, so it's kind of looked like... Uh, you know, old school ass uh, Warcraft, like Orcs vs. Humans. Yeah. Uh, looks really cool, though. I'm excited for that. Blanco's Block Party. More more Godfall, Roguelands, Unexplored 2. <laughs> like, yeah. M- Mortal Shell is a game that looked interesting, to say the least, but it is very much a, a Souls-like game. But they showed combat... Like some of these trailers were stupidly long, and I swear this one was like 15 minutes. But they showed combat of him doing like a boss fight, and it was like he's fighting this fucking thing for like 10 minutes. And I was like, this combat looks so shitty to me. Like the art looks good and all, but the kind of the gimmick of this or like you know core concept is if the the main villain is kind of getting stronger and he's on his own journey that you're also on. So he gets stronger throughout the game and is like a persistent threat. Huh. So I'm like, it's an interesting concept. It's just, I don't know if, who knows, that game didn't look great to me, but people were definitely excited. It's just the combat looked sluggish and like, it looks kind of like the exact opposite of something like Sekiro because Sekiro is like very tense combat that is over in like a couple seconds where this was like, yeah, just like, what if you were just fighting and blocking and attacking for fucking hours? Not shit I want to do. They showed a Shadow Man remastered, which looked like that game. It honestly didn't look like they touched anything up to me, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cartel Tycoon by Tiny Build. Trash Sailors, also by Tiny Build. Trash Sailors looks artistically and theme-wise almost identical to uh, Flapjack. Interesting. Yeah. The Adventures of Flapjack. Uh, it, I don't know. It even I was like, they have to be aping that style in some way. But you're you yeah. make a trash boat and then you have to kind of like defend it and then keep your trash boat afloat with your friends. And it looks kind of like uh, Don't Starve in a way. OK. Yeah. I, I see like Tiny Build for the most part has more stylistic games. I mean, the notable ones being like Hello Neighbor, um, Speedrunners, No Time to Explain, Cluster Truck. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that were good by them. Those are the only really good ones I can think of. Um, but yeah, they always have like a, like they always have stylistic, stylistic games. Oh, they also did the Totally Reliable Delivery Service, which is like a very frustrating game to play. Yeah, they showed uh, Weird West, which is... Yeah. That game looks really good, but it is basically just a top-down or isometric view of kind of the immersive sim. So, in a way, these games looked a lot like... uh, uh, What is that game called? Ah, shit, that really big game that came out last year that everybody loved, but I didn't get a chance to play that because it was on PC. Oh, um, shit. I'm trying to think. Um... Yeah, I, I got I got nothing. Can't remember. Disco Elysium. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it just look like they're basically making a Disco Elysium-like game. Uh, looks, Weird West looks cool. I mean, it looked cool the first time they showed it as well. Um, but that, that's why I like all, so many of these were just like, okay, seeing that again. Uh, new trailer for The Last Campfire made by Hello Games. Um, there's a trailer for the new Out, Outlast Trials, uh, which looked like you get... Uh, night vision gear like mounted onto your face like screwed into your face um so yeah i don't know the outlast games are like the first one was good i heard the second one not so great who knows maybe they'll hit knock it out of the park again uh metal hellslinger made by funcom this game is just like it's like doom but the like huh. music syncs up with your gunshots it, and it gives you like style points, so it is kind of like Del May Cry meets Doom. Yeah, I just there there were so many games at that PC so, showcase. Ooblets oh, showed yeah. again. It, like a lot of these were just ones that yeah. it was like, okay, that thing. <laughs> yeah, Surgeon Simulator Two, The Last Campfire, Outlast Trials, Metal Hellslinger, or Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, a lot of stuff shown. Um. Yeah, like, I watched the whole thing, and I'm still, like, couldn't quite process everything I saw. Because there was just, it was, like, trailer after trailer after trailer. And some of them would just be, like, okay, we're having, like, a talk with the devs and, like, going more in-depth with the game, which I always like that stuff. But it, it became just so much overload. I mean, with this, plus there was the, uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically a big indie showcase that went on for three days that Greg oh. Miller was part of. Yeah. Ugh. And there was definitely crossover with some of the games shown at the PC showcase mixed with that. And part of the reason why I was at least looking forward to the this PC showcase is because a lot of games kind of that are just coming out now that people are talking a lot about, like Maneater, uh, yeah. you know, the Shark PG were were announced at this. There's a lot of cool stuff shown. I'm just disappointed to see, you know, so many repeat people at this thing. Um, yeah, you know, like known more. quantities. I want to see more new stuff. Um, but yeah, so we're probably we're about 40 minutes in. We should probably take a quick break, and then we will be back with more news. Join me and my friends as we talk about all things geek. Here at the Geek Freaks Podcast, we cover the weekly news and all of geekdom. Top movie news, comic books, video games, and TV shows, everything that you are interested in. We also have our growing YouTube channel. Every Friday, we come out with freebie games where we go over the latest free games from the Epic Game Store. Monthly, we have Retro Rewind, where we play a retro game and talk about what it meant to us as kids and its effect on the industry. And then we have our comic book club, where we review a staple in comic book history. Join us as we go over everything in your geek life and share in the love of geekdom. And we're back with more news. And, uh, you know, first thing we're going to jump into here is the uh, Gorilla Collective um, Digital Festival. It's uh, hosted by Kind of Funny Games and produced by media indie exchange um so yeah there's that a lot of games were shown here some new some existing and uh some announcements 
So we'll just kind of go down this uh, chronologically. So first thing we have here is System, System Shock um, Remaster uh, built on Unreal 4. Yeah, which this is like, I actually have this kickstarted. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Nice. So yeah, this is which this is always an interesting thing because actually several games that are in this list I have actually backed on Kickstarter, but it's always weird when a trailer shows like through this and then like you don't get any word from them via Kickstarter email like updating <laughs> you on anything involved with the game. Yeah. They didn't update the Kickstarter at all. They're just like, well, yeah, now that we got some funding, we're just gonna make this game and do it <laughs> you think they just like at least mention yeah hey we're gonna be in this sex this this thing <laughs> uh cardiclism yeah this is another one of those card battler games it looks actually really good yeah. like at more adventure and like there's wizards and shit so it, it's got like a, a story going on it's interesting that it's uh procedurally generated yeah the see and that may be its downfall may yeah it could be procedurally generated like shit unbalanced is, it's so hit or miss really yeah yeah and, and uh card games really rely heavily on having a balance and it's hard to balance when you're doing procedural stuff yeah just i mean everything like procedurally generated stuff just in general is such a buzzword in the industry and sometimes it's misused and misplaced or even not it, it sh procedural generation should be used to augment hand tailored stuff uh to enhance yeah. it like i felt the use in bloodstained was actually very nice uh where you know the kind of the damage to the castle or like oh here here are some like you may get drapes that are slashed or varying degrees of slashed like and destroyed um i think yeah. that's an interesting way to implement procedural generation um, so next we have your gun. It's a top down shooter, uh, top down shoot 'em up game. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. That one didn't look great to me, but who yeah, fucking knows? It just looks like, looks like your average top down shoot 'em up. <laughs> That's all I have to really say about that. Uh, XO one interplanetary gravity defying journey in XO one is you pilot an alien craft through both space and time. Yeah. It looks like you play as a clay pigeon. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know. The graphics are real good, but I just don't know in terms of... It, it's kind of like a lot of these indie games where it is like a brand new concept in a way where it's like hard to tell what the goal or if yeah. there is a goal to the game itself, you know? It doesn't look like there is, but we'll, I guess we'll find out. Seems, looks good. I mean, the graphics look good, but yeah. Which is, um, that, that's always like, what's the direction? What it, What is my goal? Like, what am yeah, I trying to accomplish seem, here? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Almighty, kill your gods. Oh, oh man, I, I don't know. This game, like, it, it's kind of like Dauntless or Monster Hunter in a way. You team okay. up with your friends, you kill monsters or, I guess, gods, but yeah. you, you, you will take trophies and you literally, like, carry the monster parts and they're gigantic, like, over your head. And it looks like, I mean, there's crafting and you can choose like your horns on your monster. It, I don't know. It, it kind of looks like a potentially overly ambitious title that cannot like doesn't quite know what it's doing and doesn't have a like strong focus 
from you know that's just my opinion yeah v- visually it kind of looks like fortnite like that fortnite aesthetic I- i'm like for the idea of like oh fighting these really giant things and you know carrying these giant monster parts seems cool and you're like these weird <laughs> demon looking creatures with horns yeah seems uh, yeah i can see the fortnite look to it um next we have roki uh this is a fairy tale the narrative puzzles and exploration inspired by Scandinavian folklore. Yeah, this one looked really interesting to me. Um, like it, it's kind of paper craft looking in a interesting way. Yeah, and yeah. I mean the Scandinavian folklore is just something you don't really get a whole lot of. Uh, and I I believe this one is like. I think I've seen this pitched before and they talked about how they didn't know which like initially whatever other game they did was also Scandinavian folklore, but they couldn't decide what myth they wanted to do next. So they just, you know, each person on the team was kind of wanted to do their own one. So they just settled to do all of them uh, and wrap them into a single adventure, which I don't know. It's got a good look to it, but you never know. Like, it, I mean, games, only so many of them can be great, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, next, we have Genesis Noir. It's a noir adventure game that's set before, yep. during, and after the Big Bang. This is another one that's showing again. Um, and we've talked about it, I think, two or three times before on the cast. It, it's got, like, this interesting, like, black and white uh, aesthetic to it and you're like in space you're like a, a space noir detective I don't even know how to describe it um yeah it looks very surreal that's for sure but yeah it's black and white your character is like basically just out outlined with white lines it's like a chalk drawing like you're playing a chalk on blackboard yeah, a very jazzy kind of feel to it. Uh, art, I would even say like Art Deco in a way. Yeah, yeah, Some that's a good feels. way to describe it. Um, I, I mean, and the audio for it, so at least what they've shown is real good. And this, you know, this stands reason to be like, this could be either one of the best things ever or it can just be a total flop. It's such a weird outlandish concept. <laughs> yeah. To be like, I'm investigating the Big Bang. It's very interesting. It's, I mean, from what I gather from the trailer, it looks like the Big Bang was a guy, this guy shooting a chick. This this weird space outline guy shooting a chick caused the creation of the universe. Which is, I don't know, it's such an interesting, fantastical concept. Yeah. Uh, players will be able to explore everything from black holes to primordial earth to jazz cades. Genesis Noir allows you to witness the birth and history of mankind while also possibly finding a way to destroy creation itself. <laughs> oh. uh, next, we have Doors of Insanity, a collect- collectible card game and purgatory. Yeah, it is, card games have, I mean, in the last, like, two three years just blown everything's a card game yeah it's funny like i if you said five years ago five or six years ago that there'd be so many card games today people like nah it's not gonna happen but here we are well it's interesting because what the card game i feel does is just 
it's a way of just exposing the mechanics and putting typical game mechanics, but just in a card format uh, where people can understand kind of what's under the hood. Yeah. And tinker with those things. And I'm just wondering, like, when are we going to go back uh, from that? I mean, eventually there's going to have to be kind of a retreat from that. Honestly, the art style of this game is like atrocious. It's just atrocious, in my opinion. It looks like. I don't. I could swear there was a like shitty online game that I used to play way back in the damn day called Adventure Quest <laughs> that was just fucking trash. Well, uh, it's it's so bad that IGN doesn't even have a video for it on this list. <laughs> it's ugly. Like it, it, it does look like it's doing its own like has its own th- theme or style that it's like following. It's just yeah. not my thing. Yeah, I don't know. Not probably not my thing either. Um, Just considering there's so many games that are like that currently. uh, I don't know. You got to be bringing it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next we have a juggler's tale. Uh, It's about uh, an artiste that is held captive at a circus. Um, Let's see what type of, is this just kind of an adventure game? Yeah, but you're like a marionette. I see. Yes. I don't know. This uh, looks pretty good, it, but it like so it's like a it's like a two D ish like Ori in the Blind Forest ish kind of exploration, but it, with Marionette. It reminds me more of uh like Limbo or uh, Inside. Yeah, definitely a Limbo. Oh, I like that. The <laughs> you can't you can't go under something because it gets in the way of your Marionette fucking <laughs> yeah the strings which is like i said that's a really interesting novel concept that hasn't quite been done yet or at least done well um i don't know i'm getting major like uh being john malkovich vibes from trailer <laughs> yeah I need, to, I, I need to watch that still it's definitely this game is definitely inspired by inside i could i could tell yeah that looks interesting Check that out. Next, we have Lake. Um, there's the role of you take on the role of 40 something Meredith Weiss in 1986, who has returned to her home of Providence Oaks in Oregon. She changed her life and is now filling in for her dad, a mail carrier. Players have a ton of choice and will decide how this personal story develops. I think they talked about this on Giant Mom in the most recent episode, uh, but. I think they pointed out and I just want to share as well. Isn't it weird that you just like inherit a, your father's route and that <laughs> it's like mail routes can't be inherited <laughs> in this world. They can. It's weird. Um, it's, it's like coming back to town, inheriting your grandpa's farm, <laughs> but this is a mail route. This it's is a, a mail route. I have to be like, maybe in a fucking like communist <laughs> slash socialist society, like, sure. I just want to point out in the care in the trailer, it shows your character sh- sitting at a campground in a fire around a fire with some other people in your male uniform. It, <laughs> I don't fuck. It's weird. It and artistically, this looks a lot like uh, Firewatch, but a third person perspective. Yeah. You're like, this lady looks old. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a good, great narrative experience for all I fucking know, but I just oh, yeah. conceptually find the like 
the pitch, the opening pitch is really fucking bizarre. You know, we really, uh, I think we really have um, the great Hideo Kojima to thank for games like this, make popularizing <laughs> delivery games. The delivery sim. <laughs> well, because now we're, we have that other one that freaking space that that cyberpunk delivery truck driver i can't remember what the fuck it's called but it's another it's just you're you're in a cyber in a cyberpunk world and you just you're a delivery truck driver strand games are gonna be big (laughs) it's not even a strand (laughs) game it's just a delivery game (laughs) you're just you're just playing spider-man 2 delivering pizzas delivering the pizzas (laughs) Uh, okay uh next we have urban trial tricky is this is this in the trials universe is it its own thing i think it might be its own thing hold on let me see um i mean it's not ubisoft so it must be its own separate thing it's gotta be its own thing it looks like trials though yeah it's it's a trials type game which i mean those have existed just they I think trials really popularized them. Yeah, this looks it looks more arcadey than even trials, which is saying something. <laughs> I I don't see that game doing well, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, it, but yeah, it looks uh, like just a bad knockoff. <laughs> your uh, players getting on a motorbike and pulling off incredible gravity defying tricks. Uh, <clears throat> Urban trial tricky has a bunch of style and has players using freestyle breakdance and fmx moves to complete any challenge okay what the fuck is fmx like motocross what's f motocross i don't know f that motocross <laughs> or extreme i don't know fuck that motocross <laughs> uh boyfriend dungeon i mean we we discussed this one a little bit before i backed it on kickstarter yeah, it's a game where you can date your weapons. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the dungeon crawling looks kind of like uh, Binding of Isaac or, you know, just procedural yeah. generated. It, it, that, that's the combat and everything looks really generic as fuck. But the dating your weapons and the like the yeah, animation for the cutscenes are pretty, pretty bananas. You have to appease your weapons. You have to make them happy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, and it reminds me of kind of like. It, like a better version of Dream Daddy in a way. Yeah. Um. Next we have Colt Canyon. And this game is uh, what's the style of this one? Hold on. You choose your gunslinger. So let's. It's sort of like a, like an isometric looking shooter, but like pixelated, because it's it's not exactly top down. It is kind of at an angle. So it's like an isometric pixel shoot 'em up. Is what it looks like to me. Roguelike elements, real time combat. Yeah, it's it's real, real yeah. minimalist pixel art that looks like uh, Super Brothers. Yeah, like Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, it's like a level above Oregon Trail graphics here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It looks like another one of those. I guess yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it could be great. Uh, it's. Uh, there there are games I've been like, that looks fucking not so good or just like everything else <laughs> yeah. in the market that ends up exploding. So, yeah. Uh, next, we have Slay the Spire, another card game. Well, Slay the Spire is already out. It's been out for forever. This is like the first card game. Yeah. This is the one everybody copies. Yeah. So let's see what 
what do they say? Do they say anything about why it's here? Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says, that, yeah. Oh, they showed it because it's on iOS now. That's why. Okay. I, I was like, I'm sure there was reasons why they showed certain games that already existed, but. Yeah. Uh, Rigid Force Redux. Uh, another shoot 'em up Shmups. in the 3D world. Faced off against hordes of infected aliens and machines that are programmed to wage an intergalactic war against mankind. Um, and there's no trailer for me to look at for that one, so I don't know what it looks like. Uh, Out Buddies DX. A uh, non-linear Metroidvania. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's trying to be uh, closer to uh, Axiom Verge, and I know they directly cite Axiom Verge. It looks good. It it looks yeah. like a more simplified version of Axiom Verge. Yeah, and it's uh, out now. It's available. On right all now. the things. On yeah. Steam, Xbox, Swatch, probably. Well, maybe not Epic Switch. Epic Game Store. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, Switch, Baldur's Xbox, Gate 3. One, Steam, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, just yeah. more, more Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. A game is going to enter early access in August 2020, maybe. <laughs> That's if there's no delays due to COVID 19. Um, Disco Elysium, which we've, um, that that's another one that's like it, it's out, but it's, I think, I guess the reason it's here is because it's on the Epic Game Store now. Okay, I was like, I'm not sure if they were showing it because of that or the fact that it is eventually coming to consoles. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about that in the thing here. Yeah, I don't know if it's got a release date for consoles, but it is eventually making its way to consoles. uh, West of Dead. Dark Western set in Purgatory, Wyoming. And it is out now on Game Pass. Came out today. So it's a gritty Western shooter. Interesting. So you're like a Skullhead, dude. You're Ghost Rider. You're that's what I was gonna say. Your ghost, your ghost shooter. Your ghost. Wait, 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 wait. Your ghost gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast. I'm terrible. <laughs> Uh, Dwarf Fortress, we mentioned that a little bit Dwarf already. Dwarf Fortress with graphics. Yeah, heading to Steam. With Valheim, graphics. which we've also mentioned because that was in the PC games showcase. Ultra Kill, a Doom-like shooter, skulls, demons, hordes of enemies, and shoot them all, which I think you, you already mentioned that one. So I did not mention that one. Oh, you didn't? I think you, I thought you did. Okay, well, yeah. yeah well, it's a, Doom ga- it's a Doom type. No, the one I was talking about was Metal Hellsinger. Okay, well, uh, yeah, well, here's another one. <laughs> it's a Doom type. Uh, Children of Morta. It, it's going to be getting a new character with a free DLC update. Oh, cool! That game's okay, really what good. The, okay, so you know how I I started. Um, I, you know how I started playing Frostpunk. I yeah, I yeah. actually really played a lot since then. So they mentioned Frostpunk here. Frostpunk Project T V A D G Y C G J R. What the fuck? <laughs> What are they doing? I, I don't know. <laughs> did, did you get, did you see happen to see that at all? Because IGN doesn't even have a blurb for it. It doesn't even have a video. It just says Frostpunk Project TV A D G Y C G J R. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll see in a sec. But what West of Dead, uh, the character, the Flame Skull Man, uh, 
Ghost Rider. He's voiced by Ron Perlman. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. That's I'll be awesome then. Ron Perlman's a badass. Dusk. Take the battle to mystical backwater cultists, possessed militants, and even darker for darker forces in this retro FPS shooter that is inspired by the classics of the genre from the nineties, like Doom and Wolfenstein. So another another Doom type. <laughs> Fights in tight tight spaces. Another deck building game. There is an infinite amount of deck building games. Yep. Uh, liberated. Hand-drawn comic-inspired shooter where you join the revolution and take on the system. That's going to come out this July. Let's see what it looks like here. You're going to see some comic frames. It looks comic-y. Okay. I, okay, you're running through a comic book. What other game did I play that is like you're running through a comic book? Comic Zone. <laughs> I don't know if it... I swear there was a game that I played that was like walking through... It was like you're walking through comic panels. Um, oh, uh, um, oh, fuck. Void Bastards. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. Uh, Gestalt Steam in Cinder. A 2D platforming title. It's a pixelated platforming game, I guess. There's no video, so I'm just guessing. <laughs> they try to discover the secrets of the city of Canaan. The last bastion of mankind. For what you call uh, it? Next we have the what? What was that Canon? last game? Canyon? Oh, Gestalt, Steam, and Cinder. Okay, it's just a, like a metroidvania e game. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's more Castlevania-esque. You, you, you play like okay. a female. Uh, you know, it's got steampunk stuff. You play a female character that is like a uh, Helsing-type looking character. Okay. Uh, next we have Swim Sanity, a multiplayer underwater shooter. You just, yeah, you just, I guess, co-op. Yeah, it's like a co-op stuff. shooting stuff. I don't know. It doesn't look great to me, but. Yeah. They, no place they, for bravery. Those are the type of games, like, that somehow, you know, become, like, really big, though, because everybody's, yeah. like, just playing these weird smaller games. Like, Duck Game's a good example of that, where Duck Game got pretty big. Yeah. Um, I blame Donkey solely for Duck Game getting as big as it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no Place for Bravery, top-down action RPG. Uh, I don't know what that one looks like because there's nothing visually here for me. Uh, Haven, uh, join you and K2 lovers who have escaped to a forgotten planet or a forgetting planet? Is, they, is this supposed to be, say, forgotten planet? Because they wrote forgetting planet. I'm sure um, it's supposed to be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> forgotten planet as they must survive glide over planes camp heal the planet fight and explore your relationship in this rpg slash romantic sim and, okay and which one's that called that was haven okay and you didn't mention yeah. much about no place for bravery yeah there wasn't really i i the the blurb was like gave me nothing to go off of. okay just because i just watched the trailer for it Th this game looks really fucking cool <laughs> It is it like a, it's a pixel art game. It kind of looks a little bit like like not stylistically like below, but gameplay wise like okay. below. Artistically, it looks like Titan Souls. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks like you're just killing stuff. Uh, there was a cool scene where they went inside like a giant's face that was blown apart. It looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
And then um, what was the last one you mentioned? Uh, Haven? Haven, yeah. Okay, and that game... So, uh, this game looks like and should look like... But it this is made by the Fury developers who made Fury, uh, a game I'm sure you okay. remember, Justin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is the... I mean, Fury is so much just like Afro Samurai, yeah. but like space cybernetic. Yeah. For anyone out there, it's F-U-R-I Fury. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, boss battles the game. I this this is definitely different than that. This is more of an RPG S game, but it looks yeah, it still stylistically looks like Fury did, as well as like you're you you're gliding around, you and this female, and there's kind of a mystery to uncover, but it's got these RPG elements. I don't know. It's one of those like Fury, the soundtrack powered Fury to unprecedented heights. So that may, if the soundtrack's good here, it may also do the same. And I get this feeling that this is in the Fury universe and possibly takes place before the events of Fury or maybe long after the events of Fury. It's hard to say. Okay. Uh, Next, we have Goner 2. Um, just like Goner one, <laughs> yeah. Game looks kind of crazy. Really yeah, it's pixelated. like a lot of. It looks like Rainbow Throw Up the game. Yeah. Um, lots people of really like characters. The first one, You're jumping around, shooting stuff, fighting bosses. Um, then we have a we have a Death Stranding parody, just ca- called Just Die Already. Yeah, and that is, I believe, made by uh, Swery. Let's see. The beginning of the trail says, Hideo Kojima, please unblock my number. <laughs> that's great. I think that's Swery uh, 65. Well, maybe it's not. So you're like a naked dude on a beach. His genitals blurred. Just die already. Old people mayhem sandbox. Why is it old people? It just is. I don't fucking know. Okay, it doesn't show the developer name at all. Okay, maybe it's not Sweary. Sweary's working on a game that looks like that kind of. <laughs> so in the at the very end of the trailer, some text pops up. You have to like full screen and pause to see it. Hideo Kojima, I think you are a really cool guy, and I want to be friends with you. And Norman Reedus, you seem like great friends for introverts like me, but you are hard to get in touch with. Maybe you accidentally blocked my number. I mean, it happens, you know. Anyway, man, or anyway, man, I would love to show you my glasses collection. I don't really need glasses, but I have all the exact same glasses that you have, and the round ones are my favorite. And seventy percent of my body is made out of movies too. <laughs> Which ones are your favorite? By the way, <laughs> what? Uh, which one is your favorite? By the way, we added you to the credits of Goat Sim just like six years ago. It's true. You can look it up. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to hang out or play uh, Unreal uh, Unreal Engine Four multiplayer, <laughs> wait, not Unreal EU Four. What's EU? Okay, um, EU4 multiplayer or just talk or whatever, then follow me back on Twitter at Armin Posts so we can DM. So Goat Sim. Interesting. So the people who made Goat Simulator. So you could fully expect that's going to be a terrible game then. <laughs> because <laughs> It's old people sim. Because Goat 
Goat Simulator is a terrible fucking game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was day one. Well, then at the, the very end of that, they went to kind of a Paradox Interactive thing where they showed some okay. more in-depth stuff at like Crusader Kings uh, 3 and uh, Empire of Sin, which Empire of okay. Sin looks fucking amazing. And that's that's being made by... Oh, what is it? Carmack or Romero? It's one of them. It's one of the the do, former Doom people plus their wife, and it's more <laughs> yeah, of their it could wife's be either project. One. Yeah, Paradox has some crazy ass games. I feel it's Carmack and not Romero. Um, and I forgot what did it? What games did I? Because I mentioned last week that I was playing Stellaris, right? Yeah, and they announced I think a follow up to that. Yeah, so Stellaris too. Yes. Stellaris has some cool games. Um, really, really hard to master games. I mean, obviously, you got City Skylines, Stellaris. <laughs> I mean, just surviving Mars. Paradox is so focused on just very in-depth strategic games. Yeah, very, very fucking in-depth. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was day. One, we'll move on to day two here. Uh, the Eternal Cylinder. Um, hold on, give me a second so I can be there because I like some of the stuff I stopped following at a certain point because there was just so fucking much of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Okay, so we got like a like a David Attenborough type narration here. This feels like a like a someone else's take on a spore yep that you mutate and adapt your character this your alien so this is like a modern take on spore essentially it'll probably be better than spore it probably will be but yeah an alien force called the eternal cylinder is threatening a planet and this little egg hatches and you start adapting and um evolving and yeah that's a it's you can sign up for beta access to that now. Seems pretty interesting. 3D world. Um ser some serious spore vibes here. Um Okay, so now this game, it feels like you know how how sometimes those mobile games will have like a mishmash of names um to so that they can hit certain like tag, like that they, they can hit search results because the names are like you get you get like your call of modern force three, that, that type of shit. Um, eldest souls. <laughs> it's, I can't help, but like elder scrolls, dark souls. I think it's a eldest eldest souls is the follow up to Titan souls. Okay. I, but, but let just me hearing that. Let me check real quick. Bosch rust gameplay, high level of combat customization. It's the first game from a stu it's a new studio and it's their first game. Oh, well. And it's a it's a spin on the souls like genre. Hmm. Cause I mean that's kind of what Titan Souls was. <laughs> it's like uh looks like ice a more another isometric style looking game. Yeah. Not my thing. I'm not a Dark Souls guy, so um No Straight Roads. It's all about starting a rock band and adding Ending the EDM empire called NSR. This rock and action adventure game is from the minds of Final Fantasy 15's Juan Han Hasmer and Street Fighter V's 
Dame Dezadian <laughs> explore Vinyl City, fight musical megastars, and more in this rhythm-infused third-person combat game. So it's a combat rhythm game. Yeah, and it kind of looks a bit like Jet Set Radio in kind of a weird way. <laughs> looks like a Jet Set Radio combined with uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I, I don't know. that It might be getting too weird. Um, I don't hate how it looks, though. It just is, in terms of gameplay, it looks like it might be kind of t- trying to do too much, but who knows? Yeah. It, it could be real good. Yeah, who knows? It's all... We'll and this is out. when they were like, announce all the skateboarding games. <laughs> Gory, cuddly carnage. Gory lets you hang out with Frank, a razor sharp hoverboard, and Chip, a depressed modular AI, that is constantly complaining, all while taking out hordes of cuddly and horrible toys as Gory, the most adorable and badass cat in the world. <laughs> That's weird. What's your on a skateboard? It's a hoverboard. Marcus, it's a skateboard. <laughs> it's just, you can spin, and it's like knives. This, this doesn't look great. <laughs> I'll just say that it doesn't look great. Uh, Metal Hell Singer, we talked about that. Yeah, it has. I, what we didn't mention though is uh, in this video, Troy Baker because he's voicing a character in it. He's not the main character because the main character is a female, but he's probably the villain or somebody who fucking knows. Okay. But he, he directly cites like, he's like, Oh, we don't want any like ludo narrative dissonance. And it's like kind of rich coming from him, you know, voicing in last of us, which is like full of ludo narrative dissonance. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh skate story. Uh skate story as players skating into the underworld and making their way through nine layers to reclaim what has been lost. So I feel like this is like a I feel like the just not just this, but these games being announced right now is like a two year like delay response to all the people begging for a new skate game. Oh yeah. Because they're like, oh, people want people want a new skate game and now and so everyone everyone just simultaneously went to work on their take on this skate game. And now, two years later, they have something to show <laughs> all at the same time. And then Skate 4 will actually be announced and blow everyone out of the water. We can only hope so, but who knows? It may end up just sucking. That would be, be like the final like my EA Good Graces move. Like Command & Conquer... The other shit they're doing, and then if they do Escape Four, holy shit! Yeah, but they gotta call it Escape Forever. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, it's too bad they're not uh, they're not um, epic because they could call it Skate Fortnite. It's not yuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Skate Story, we mentioned. I already mentioned. Read that one. Jay and, Jay and Silent Bob Chronic. Blunt punch. I already don't know how I feel about it without even looking at the description. It's another Jay and Silent Bob game, but this one is actually using almost like flash animation art, like vector art in a way. Uh, It it looks, you know, people must have liked the first one enough for them to make a follow up. 2D beating them up. Yeah. So if you like that, it's it's more of that. Uh, Vigil, the longest night. 
Yeah, this that game it's you know it's a two D Souls like, but it it's very reminiscent of uh, Salt and Sanctuary, but better looking yeah. than Salt and Sanctuary. <laughs> uh, thirty XX, the follow up to twenty XX. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yep. Um, Mega Man like game. I don't know. People really liked yep. it, but it was never really my thing. As as a big Mega Man fan, I couldn't get into this, but. Hey. So I and and when it comes to Mega Man, I've always thought of it as like twenty double X. Is that is it always is it supposed to be double X or is it just XX? I have no clue. I don't know. I'm just think I'm just thinking of uh one of my favorite video game rap artists, Mega Ran. He calls it he says twenty double X. Hey, he's <laughs> so, a big Mega Man person. Yeah. So <laughs> I I I would I I'm inclined to agree with Mega Ran on on that issue, but you now I just that was just a random thought I had seeing the 30XX, so maybe it's just 30 double X. <laughs> um, Source of Madness, it's a 2D action platforming game, RPG elements, and Lovecraftian law. It features an advanced AI system that features machine learning monsters. Yeah, it kind of also looks like. Uh you know, 2D Souls-like game in a way. <laughs> the monsters yeah. look absolutely disgusting in this thing, though. Maybe the machine learning is how they look, too. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're fucking gross. <laughs> uh, Evans Remains. Uh, inspired by Japanese graphic adventure, Evans Remains is a mystery thrill puzzler that has players making their way through a strange island to solve puzzles, find the titular Evan, and discover the truth about his disappearance. Hmm. I don't know. There's no visual for me. I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a pixel art game that not okay. particular. It looks like generic pixel art. Ah, okay. Skeleton crew launch your enemies like gothic pinballs in this physics based platform brawler. Uh, play with up to four friends and defeat your enemies. And I don't know what that one looks like either. There's no. Some of the, it's weird that some of these don't have videos associated with them here on this on this article. Uh, speed limit. Uh, when what happens when a daily commute go daily commute goes horribly wrong? A one take nonstop arcade experience that never slows down. Run, drive, fly, and die many times through countless challenges. So this is a top down looking game, like a spy hunter. Okay, wait, oh, okay, no, it just switched to not top-down. Okay, now it's the side-scroll, you're shooting stuff on top of a train, and it's back to the Spy Hunter aesthetic again. It's doing all kinds of shit. Air combat, what the fuck? It's trains, planes, and automobiles. Now it's, now it's Spy Hunter, but horizontal, and now you're inside the train. Okay, well, there's a lot going on here. It's very pixelated. Seems interesting. I might 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 be interested in that. I was I always enjoyed a good spy hunter. Um and Evil Genius 2 again, world domination. Um yeah. You're uh, recruit you're training you training get henchmen. minions recruiting henchmen. You send minions on missions, take out special agents. Um that's the, gonna be released this year. The focus was very much on the henchmen. Guess they flushed okay, that yeah, system out a lot better. I swear I've seen this fucking trailer before. Not like this, you haven't. No. 
Okay, so you probably have because I think they showed on. it at the uh, Game Awards a year ago. Okay, okay, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so they're just talking about it. They're showing some extra stuff. It wasn't a, just a trailer. Yeah, this looks really cool. I'm, I'm like, this is another game I'm looking forward to because I was like, it's, it looks like a tycoon game. Yeah. And I like tycoon games, <laughs> so. You could have you could have called it like evil genius tycoon <laughs> <laughs> or mad scientist tycoon. That'll be the next one. That'll be the that'll be like the knockoff that someone makes after this one. Mad scientist tycoon or secret layer tycoon. A uh, hundred days winemaking simulator. That's your jam. Uh, <laughs> there's no visual here, but it's a journey across the world and learn the secrets to become the best there ever was at winemaking. Okay, well, you pass. <laughs> I guess if you want to learn some stuff about winemaking, that's going to be your jam. Crickets. <laughs> uh, per Espera, planetary simulation experience that combines the best parts of science fiction and base building. Control the super intelligent artificial consciousness that is designed to terraform Mars for human colonization. The map is based on geographical data from NASA. Interesting. This looks like another thing that would be up my alley. Yeah, it's got space. It's got space. You got base building. You got simulation. Interesting. It looks good. I'm gonna have to look that. Check that out. It's like your. You're building a base on Mars, but then like something is like telling you to like get the fuck out. <laughs> telling you to get Start... fucked. Yeah. Uh next we have Floppy Knights. Another deck building game. This one does have an original spin on it, and it looks like deck building meets uh advanced wars. Okay. So it's like tactics combined with deck building. Yeah, it could be good, but the art is not great in any yeah. semblance of the word <laughs> the art is not fantastic like hire some fucking artists they exist <laughs> well they probably did that's all they could afford <laughs> that is sad hey i mean it's more than i can afford pal <laughs> <laughs> uh divinity divinity original sin 2 dlc DLC, yep. Okay, yeah. DLC for Relics Revelion. It's available now. More shit to an already amazing game. (laughs) Wolfstride. Uh, Your giant mech arena game. Your RPG light. You're upgrading your mech, playing mini games to earn money, interacting with NPCs. Uh, Star Renegades. This is from Massive Damage. Another procedurally generated uh, strategy RPG. You're outsmarting AI-driven adversaries. Um, and evidently, you're flying across space. I don't think you're really flying across space, but yeah. Okay, yeah, you're it, not flying through space. It doesn't look like there's any space flight involved in this. But the art for that looks real like good. an anime. Yeah. <laughs> it. I don't know. The art's really good for it. Yeah. I mean, it looks better than Netflix anime. Which is upsetting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it really looks better than Netflix anime. Oh, They should get these guys to do Netflix anime. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so much better than their style of animation. And it's like actually 3D too. I can dig it. Um, Read Only Memories. Neurodiver. 
a follow-up to the other read-only memories. Yeah, uh, what was that? Neo San Francisco, or that's the world of Neo San Francisco, 2064 read-only memories. You're just you're diving into people's memories. Persona 4 Golden, we mentioned that a little bit ago. Um, yeah, they showed this everywhere. They showed it the PC showcase. Yeah. They showed it here, which oddly enough, Greg Miller announced it during the PC showcase, and then he announced <laughs> it during his own showcase. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. Uh, Midnight Ghost Hunt. I've known about this game for a while. I've been in like the, I, the it's I've just been in yeah yeah prop hunt. It's yeah, the it's game. prop hunt, but like <laughs> in a, more of an official game. I played an early test of this when they first kind of showed some stuff. Um, it was pretty good back then, so I'm sure it's decent. Either way, um, yeah, it's good. Get cool game. You you fight a fight. You can. You can you have more of a you have more of a chance to attack people as the ghosts in this as it, compared to prop hunt so it's a little different but I think that cool. game will end up great like a lot of people are gonna play that shit oh yeah I mean in the I mean they're I'm in their Discord and it's busy all the time so um corrupt it's a fighting game. Uh, yep, stylish fighting game. I, there's no yeah, visual here for me. Kind of looks like a. Uh, it looks like Samurai Showdown, but more like futuristic. A, you know, it's like weapon fighting, two D fighter type game. I don't know. I I don't have. Uh, it's tough when it comes to fighting games because you have to play them to really know if they're good or not. Holy shit! There's so many more games to get through. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, hold on. Aeolus tournament. That one's like Bomberman meets Fusion Frenzy in a way. It's a lot of like fucking mini games. Hmm. It looks fun. Gang Beast cool. a bit. Nice. Calico, a day in the life community sim game. You uh, re your mission is to rebuild the town's cat cafe. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That game looks real stiff. Like literally stiff as fuck it, it, oh it, my god that it looks that looks bad this looks like a bad game i i wouldn't say that justin it just i don't know it looks bad <laughs> it looks so bad <laughs> you gotta carry the big you gotta ride the giant cats around you gotta carry the big chungus cats around i'm looking at this person shake a cat and it just looks so bad <laughs> yeah that's the best part <laughs> I no, I think the best part is riding the giant cat, and that's about that's about where we we stand here. Do you and think it's as framey as the video makes it look? <laughs> I bet it probably is more so. Jesus, you gonna uh, ride like little bears around? <laughs> yeah, those bears should be murdering you. <laughs> I don't know if they know anything about bears, but they're not friendly. I think this uh, is a good example of it. it's a good concept just executed poorly. Yeah. Uh Lost at Sea. Another a narrative first person exploration adventure game. Uh non-linear physics-based puzzle mechanics. This didn't look good to me, but of course the the video didn't show like shit for it. It like the video is yeah. almost like a video for uh The Witness where it's like without the name Jonathan Blow behind The Witness like you would expect nothing, but this it's just like what am I supposed to latch on to here? It doesn't really show you anything. Uh, nuts. 
first person narrative Great concept. surrealist adventure game <laughs> uh puzzle mechanics um you just spy on them squirrels all day <laughs> all right i'm into it i'll spy on squirrels <laughs> It's a great concept. Uh, yeah. Uh, the cabbage effect. Um, okay. I, I dig the, I dig the music in this trailer. I don't, yeah, the music's real good, but I, I don't know. You have this really like big head, Freddie Mercury, Mercury looking guy. It has an acid trip, uh, thing going on about oh, it with shit. giant food and giant, yeah, I just saw a giant corn. Okay. Seriously, is that supposed to be like a Freddie Mercury? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I guess it his is. hair is his hair isn't the right color, but okay, yeah, that was a yellow submarine. Okay, uh, I don't know how to describe that. That looks really weird. It's too much of an acid it's, trip. You fight like giant food with faces on it. You look like you're shooting them, it, 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 like in a bullet helly kind of uh, yeah. Enter the Gungeon-y kind of way. It really reminisce of Enter the Gungeon. There's a lot of I it look the the bits of gameplay you could actually see is a it's an I top down isometric view for everything. Yeah, it all looks like isometric top down style gameplay. Uh Dreamscaper, roguelike action RPG, hack yeah. and slash. Yeah, it looked kind of like a Zelda like, but man, the visuals for that are phenomenal. Um Great art style, great artistic direction. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, that one I'm really excited for to see at least where it's going. I just hope it, you know, has like a good story or an original thing it's kind of trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, Almighty, kill your gods. Yeah, this game again. Yep. <laughs> Once again, they showed this during the PC showcase, but there was so much doubling up. Yeah. Everyone is everywhere. Uh, Undungeon. I backed this on Kickstart, and this was one of the games <laughs> where they showed a trailer and didn't really send a message or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just showing you fighting some stuff. And I think it eventually they stuff. sent me a code for early, it entered early access on Steam finally. You're just, you're traveling from world to world to uh, reconstruct the shattered multiverse. And that's all the information we have. Uh, Haven, we already... And the art style of that last game is kind of like Nuclear Throne. Oh, yeah. And we mentioned Trash Sailors. It looks like the... Okay. It's Flapjack, but as a game. (laughs) I'm interested. Uh, It's like a... To me, I see like a Don't Starve. Yeah, that's what I said earlier, too. It's got kind of a papery craft, like Don't Starve, like flattened effect going on but it the waves and everything are like they just stole those waves out of flapjack (laughs) (laughs) trash sailors who the hell is making trash sailors not clay that's what i was was like is it not clay because it fucking it's not but it looks like a clay game oh yeah that's right it's tiny build that's right well is tiny build publishing it or making it uh hold on hold on uh, gotta zoom in here. So I see tiny sailor in the corner. Oh god, damn it! These freaking controls on the video. Well, I lost it. There's like a, there's like something in the corner. I said like Flicky McGuire or something. I couldn't read it because it disappeared. Um, Minion I mean that's probably Islands? the dev is Flicky McGuire or whatever. Yeah, 
made it of islands. Become Mo, a skilled tinker who lives with her family on a pastoral archipelago and was once inhabited by an ancient race of inscrutable giants. This kind of gives me like Adventure Time vibes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and it, it's got a it's nice a clean aesthetic going on. Side scrolling gameplay. It looks like it's a a bit of platforming, but not really. It, it's definitely it going to be a narrative talking. driven 2D yeah. looks, game. Yeah, it looks more talking to people and kind of just seeing what's going on. Uh, Paradise Killer has players surviving a murder that only investigation freak Liddy Dove dies can solve. Gather evidence, interrogate subjects, and find the truth. Yeah, I don't know uh, about that one. We have a cyanide and happiness game, Freak Apocalypse. This game looks like shit. It looks like shit. They kickstarted it, right? It probably did. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. It just looks shitty. I feel like I think they did do a Kickstarter for it because I don't know. They, everyone does that. Humble Games. Um, we already mentioned those. Uh, One Step from Eden. It's is, available now. Another deck building game. Well, is that coming to Android or something? Like, or I don't know. That game's already technically been out. It's on Switch. It's. And, and I think saying a deck building game is a bit reductive of what this is. It's more akin to a uh, Mega Man battle network because you are like moving around on a okay. grid and blasting things on the other side. Uh, but you are using cards to do so, which is like that's how Mega Man battle network was anyway. Um, then we had the the ID at Xbox games. So they showed Scape, Bird, Spellbreak, The Falconeer, The Forgotten City, Call of the Sea, Dead Static Drive, and Welcome to Elk. Which all those games look actually pretty decent. I don't really want to stop and talk about each one individually on that, but yeah, Idea yeah, Xbox Bird games looks good. Yeah, Idea at Xbox games always have like a fairly high standard of quality. Yeah. Um. Later daters, visual dating sim. <laughs> it's like a crayon art style almost. I don't know. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's like yeah. a marker, like fill in the uh, like oh, coloring okay. book art aesthetic. Uh, not uh, really my thing, but hey. <laughs> Lord Winklebottom investigates 1920s murder mystery, point and click gameplay, uh, and you you play a as a giraffe detective. I'm sold. <laughs> Pushy and Pulley in Blockland, a co-op game that tasks players with killing monsters, matching blocks, defeating bosses, and recovering a spaceship to escape Blockland. Okay. Yeah, some of these later games were, like, they look like Wario micro games. Like, War <laughs> Wario made these. Yeah. Your Princess Farmer, the match game, looks like. That are my micro Hollow. games. <laughs> yeah. Drake Hollow. <laughs> Team up with friends to build, defend villages, vegetable folk from feral beasts. Suzerain, text-based RPG. El Hijo, a Wild West tale. A stealth title. Hmm. I don't know what it looks like. There's no visual here for me. Pull, stay. A beat-em-up tower with a tower defense element. Interesting. 
Yeah, there, there's, I mean, all these indie games, like, and, and I, like, I'm glad there's a big showcase for so many indie games, to be honest, but boy, are there a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Summer and Mara, which, like, out already on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard it's not so great, to be honest, but hey. That sucks because I actually did back that one. Uh, there's a lot of competition in that space. At yeah. this point, uh, Edo no Yami. I don't know you what that a, is. You are a blind cyber samurai and journey through a slash and blast action side scroller filled with robotic Japanese folktales. Well, that sounds cool. <laughs> Hopefully, it is. Co- Wait, let's see what the visual style is here. I gotta look at this. It's potatoes. <laughs> no. Um. Okay, you're not showing me anything. It looks, yeah, it looks cyberpunky. It's a side, side to side. Um, looks all right. I don't know. Doesn't I can't say it looks like it stands out above any other side-scrolling fighting games. So I mean, I guess if you like the cyberpunk stuff, it's for you. But it looks like it doesn't really do much. Speaking of uh, cyberpunk, I'm just going to drop it here because there's no better time to do it. Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed. Yeah, no, till November. Yep, November. Yep. It's only Raji. a matter of time before it's pushed to next year. <laughs> yeah. Raji, an ancient epic. Action adventure set in ancient India. Raji tells the story of a young girl named Raji who is chosen by the gods to stand against the demonic invasion of the human realm. She must rescue her younger brother and face the demon lord... Okay, uh, hold on. Mahabalasura. Nailed it. <laughs> um, That's all I had on day two here. Yeah, that sounds like everything. Man, there's a lot of stuff. Fucking kind of got through day three. Okay, day three doesn't look as long as day two. Thank God. Yeah, um, they finally ran out of steam on day three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, day three. Iron Harvest 1920 plus. Real an RTS game. Holy shit, an RTS game. The alternate reality of the 1920 plus. Just after the Great War, players can control giant diesel punk mechs. It's based on the game, the board game Scythe. Okay. Uh uh-huh. same and they hired the same artist who did the concept artwork for Scythe. Oh, sweet. Um I actually backed this on Kickstarter for fucking ever ago. <laughs> uh looks epic dope. single player, co-op campaigns, and multiplayer. Looked yeah, looks fucking cool. I mean, because you have all the factions like Saxony and all that, you know. I forget all the names of all. <laughs> but yeah, they're Saxony. I like the name. I like the name Diesel Punk. Yeah, that's <laughs> a it's a cool thing. Cause it is like what like in basically industrial revolution kind of, yeah. but with well, it's Max. like post-industrial revolution, because the industrial revolution was basically steampunk. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, I don't know. It, it it's hard to be like, yeah, it's this plus Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's World War One with Max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have say no more. Or wait, say no more. <laughs> it's a a one button game that is about saying no to anything and everything. Uh. It's also about a stolen lunchbox that must be found. Players must defend themselves from mean colleagues and bosses. Find mixtapes, discover the fat power of friendship, and learn to say no. Interesting. 
This looks so bad. This is not, not good voice acting in this. So you're just running around saying no to everybody in this game. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Hold on. I thought Boyfriend Dungeon was on day one. And I swear to God, I've mentioned 30 double X. Yeah, you did. They just, like I said, they doubled and tripled up on <laughs> so many of these things. Got West of Dead. We talked about that. Talked about System, System Shock, Shock was the first West thing on Dead. day one. The Etern- we talked about Eternal Cylinder. Gloomwood. Okay, there's something different. That's the last thing. That's the last thing on day three. <laughs> Gloomwood. Uh, well, good, because so- we, we've been going very long. <laughs> I know. It's a stealth horror FPS. Uh, looks interesting. Reminds me of a uh, thief. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's some major thief vibes going on in this game. And graphically, it looks similar to thief in quality. Very much uh, somebody being like, they haven't made a thief. Yeah, we need a new thief. Let's make one. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move on to more news. And can I lead with the biggest, funniest news? Yeah. So, a Crash Bandicoot game was raided in uh, Taiwan, but can you guess the name of it? Uh, it's Crash Bandicoot 4, but what what is the subtext? It's about time. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I don't... Who knows if that's, like... It's hard to say if it's real or not, but, I mean, the box art that got posted looks super believable. It's made by uh, Toys for Bob or Toys from Bob. What is it? The same people who handled the uh, Crash trilogy. So, yeah. Yeah, it looks entirely believable. And, like, we've, I think I talked last week about how there's been whispers on the wind that Activision's making a new Crash game. And, I mean, it's likely happening. Crash, the Crash trilogy did gangbusters for them. They'd be stupid not to. It is interesting that this is going to be Crash 4 because there technically was like, other crash games <laughs> like several other crash games that happened under the Activision banner after it separated from Naughty Dog so really like the Naughty Dog made the first three up to Warped and then everything there were several games after that that were not yeah. Uh, but yeah I don't know that's interesting the art on the cover at least looks good I, I'm, I'm excited for something like that of course this once yeah. again becomes that conundrum of like what do you price something like that as and i i mentioned that last week too of being like do you you can't really release a game like this and be like that's 60 bucks (laughs) it's just not gonna fly yeah no (laughs) all right well i got i got the next the next biggest news here star citizen has hit 300 million dollars i had to do it just for you marcus (laughs) I know you hate hearing about Star Citizen so much. Star uh, Citizen. Star fucking Citizen. Yeah, it's raised $300 million since its initial $2 million Kickstarter in 2013. Seven years later. And people people, people ha- uh, caused grief about Death Stranding having a long development cycle. That was only five years. Yeah, I, I I just like Star Citizen from the start has been vaporware. 
<laughs> but I don't know. Well, I, I think Death Stranding was less than five years. Yeah. I think it was only yeah, actually, four I think years. It was, yeah, my, yeah, I think you're right. Which is like yeah. a totally reasonable amount of time for a big budget game, a game like that. that. Yeah. But 300 million and people are still, still, I mean, I, I'm part of this. I, 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 I contributed the to the problem. vaporware. That game's never I'm coming out. The problem. You, you given you know shit to Square Enix for their games never coming out. I know. You're, you're, hey, you know what? Directly supporting <laughs> games that never come out. At least, at least Star Citizen isn't a uh, gapping console generations because it's a PC game. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Inevitably, hey, I, Star Citizen will get ported to whatever consoles are out at the time. You know what? I uh, Xbox I, six. A, a bright eyed, <laughs> no. bushy tailed me back in 2013. Just wanted oh my to have God. just just wanted to have another fucking seven game years like, ago. Like seven freelancer. That's what I all I wanted. I wanted another freelancer because it, freelancer is one of my favorite games of all time. It's disgusting. He promised it to me. He promised it to me. I'm never going to get it. It's disgusting because seven years in its like six years is a console generation. Seven <laughs> yeah. years is already beyond that. So I'm like, what? That was announced during like 360 era. And they like started over too because they were like they were like working in like lumberyard or something or, oh or and God. then they and then they switched then they just switched to the cry engine at, which is just well it's like what are they gonna switch to the new or, Unreal engine <laughs> or they I can't remember if it was that or they went the other way if it was like they started on cry engine and then they switched to lumberyard I, I think they started in the cry engine and switched to lumberyard I'm pretty sure that's how that went but yeah that that game's just never happening. And when it does, I'll be like, eh, it, it like, it'll probably be great. It probably will be, but oh, I will not care. It'll be just like, yeah, it'll be just like Grand Theft Auto where I'm like, cool, it exists, I guess. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh boy. This article, um, I can't help but wonder what the art or what the development would have been like if the, if Jesus start that over. I can't help but wonder what the development would have been like had the studio not spent what has amounted to years of practically rewriting CryEngine, the in-game engine powering Starsis, and then making a first-person shooter inside the space sim and the constant turbulence along the way. I wonder if someone went back all those years and convinced Roberts to go with Unreal Engine 4 instead of CryEngine at the time. <laughs> yeah, they might have been better off if they started with Unreal Engine. I mean, yeah. And then there's that lawsuit that happened because they, I think it had to do with um when they switched to Lumberyard. <sighs> yeah, they include, accused them of copyright infringement and breach of contract for switching uh the engine from CryEngine to Lumberyard in 2016. But yeah, it's been, that's a wild ride. All right, let's get through the rest of this news real quick so that we can record the next podcast. Um, there was a bug on some Call of Duty, or there's a bug on the Xbox that caused some Call of Duty players to have an 84 gigabyte update. Oh, that was a bug. When I saw that there was that big of an update, I just thought it was a real update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would think. 
I mean, with the way things are going, that that to me that seems totally legit. <laughs> oh, we have to re-download the whole game so that we can patch the game. Um, yeah, uh, Fortnite broke Twitch's all-time concurrent viewer record after uh, locking tons of players out of event. So they had like their um, season-ending event, and uh, there's a whole lot of people watching on Twitch. And they flooded the map. Everything's on underwater, so there's going to be like ships or something. I don't know. Fortnite's wild and insane and crazy. Uh, PAX West is uh, now going to be an online thing. And it's going to be like they're they're doing all the stuff still, but just online over like nine days. It'll be okay, eight days, September twelfth to the twentieth. There'll be uh. Live stream shows, panel discussions, video game demos, and they'll be streamed all online. So that'll be interesting. We need more, more, more streams. It's all this. This is it's all streams. Uh, former Evo champion banned from multiple fighting game events after racist tweet. He uh mocked the Black Lives Matter movement and uh. Now he's banned from a bunch of stuff. So moral of the story is don't be an asshole. Don't be a racist. You're going to get banned from things. Um, And the last thing I have here, Nintendo stocks have hit a two-year high in Japan over a second wave of COVID-19 concerns. It's from the, that those reprints of Ring Fit that finally went out. <laughs> yeah, finally. We can buy Ring Fit again. Maybe if you can oh, fucking find sold it. Out. As soon as yeah, yeah, I was like, as soon as it goes up anywhere, it's been selling out instantly. Everyone's gotta have that ring fit adventure. Well, it's the same it's with the, the switch. Week. The switch has been like selling yeah. out like crazy. I know one of the podcasts I, I listened to was like, you can find them. They're not that hard to find. I found one and pu- paid five hundred dollars for it, and I was like, well, that's above that. market price. You fucking dumb yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not easy to find. That's that's just being a sucker. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you can find Switch lights out there, but who wants a Switch light? Ew. <laughs> I don't want a pink Switch light. I want the full, full ass Switch. Yeah, I would. I, I, I had no idea that even like in town they're like all sold out still. I'm like, man, it's it's even hit us hard up here. Everyone, even up here, everyone wants that Switch. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Do you have anything else before we close? Now that I can think of offhand, I mean, this has been monumental in terms of how much shit there was. Uh, like I said, there was, boy, was there games. Um, maybe not the games you would expect or want, but there was a lot of them. Yeah. We're at about a two hour episode for this. (laughs) It was a fucking shit ton of games. Well, like I said, the game industry has been constipated. There's still... Yeah. There's still Microsoft and Nintendo, whatever the fuck they show any shit they got. Right. I mean, surely like all those companies have to have like a summer and like winter lineup. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up this episode then. And uh so we're gonna end that here and record a whole new other episode after this. But uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure to go to Apple and Podchaser. Give us reviews. Give us some five stars. And coming soon, 
IMDB just announced podcast support. So you can review us on IMDB as well in the future. I don't know when that's being launched. I only just heard like yesterday that IMDB is is uh, launching its support for podcasts, which ultimately means RIP Podchaser. Yeah, please <laughs> pop so over and give us a review, though, because uh, yeah. maybe not on that last episode. I realized listening back to it, my audio quality was shit. Um, hopefully it's better this week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's hard for me to tell like what your audio quality is since like, I mean, to me, even though it's, even though it like wasn't the best, it was still better than like what you hear through discord. So I can't really tell a lot of my issues listening back to it was there was a lot of cutting in and out. And also I had the, uh, audio fed into my headphones. So sometimes it made me stammer over my fucking words. Cause you get that oh, brain thing where you, you try did. and sync up with the audio that's going through your head. <laughs> Were you, was, did you have like a delay or something then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that's, yeah, I can't do so that. So if, if I sound a little delay, stupid in the last one, it was because of that <laughs> or that sometimes my voice was dragging. At least I noticed that listening back to it that I was like, holy shit. The fuck. <laughs> yeah. It seemed fine when I listened to it. But it's just me. Um, but yeah, go give us positive reviews, share the show with your friends. If you enjoyed it, just don't review uh, that last way. episode. That last episode. Was sh- <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you do still give us five stars, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, if you enjoy the best way for a show like ours to grow is through word of mouth. Um, as much as I yell and scream at Twitter to download the show that only goes so far. It's a lot more helpful if you, the listener, uh, takes an active role in promoting the show <laughs> um but uh you know hey we uh when i put out our episode on monday we got like 14 downloads like right away which is like basically the same people that are downloading the show right away are still downloading the show right away so that's a good sign because we had that little hiatus you know a few weeks without episodes and we still got people downloading so that's a good sign so thank you to everybody that's downloading and listening to the show. Uh, if you aren't already, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check out our website, lga.gg. You can join our Discord at chat.lga.gg. But we will be moving to Gilded in the future. And Gilded is going to be kind of our new home base for chatting eventually. Um, because it's... Uh, has some better features overall and i feel like they're they're gonna rival discord in a pretty big way uh in the future and we want to be there from the beginning and not be a not be a late adopter in that so that's basically it there i think i covered everything so i think we're going to just end it right there we'll see you in the next time peace Oh, damn. That's the breaking news alarm. And you know what that means? It means that something happened while we were recording and we didn't catch it until we were done recording. And you might be wondering what that is. And that is, of course, Skate 4 is real. That's right. You're welcome. I brought it up in the beginning of this podcast and now it's real. So you can look forward to us talking about that particular game next week on the news episode on Terminal News, so don't miss it.